Sports Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up from the Crown Royal Room. I'm Chris Townsend alongside Daryl the Guru Johnson as the Warriors take it to the T-Wolves. 116-99 to on the season, the Golden State Warriors. It's just fabulous. It is just a start of starts, the start you want to see, as they are now 9-1, and 5-0 and oh at home. T-Wolves continue to struggle. They're 4-5. and five. They're on this long road trip. This is the start of their road trip, and they are 0-4 oh on the year on the road. That is not good. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. We were sitting here watching the game, Guru, and we'll take your phone calls at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Your impressions of this game where you had the T-Wolves in the lead, and I know people were out there a little bit worried, but then in the fourth quarter, you outscore them 33-12. to It reminds you of a horse race where the horse – that you're really competing with is, you know. The thoroughbred, they call them. They're they're competing with you, and all of a sudden you come around that corner and Secretariat puts it on and see you later. And you just, a team like this can't run with the Golden State Warriors. And I need answers because I don't understand why the T-Wolves would come in here and shoot 46 three-pointers, only make 13, Townie. You know I'm a mathematician. That's 29%. You're not going to beat the Golden State Warriors doing that. And the Warriors from three were 38%, 13 of 34. And I'll, I'll give the T-Wolves credit. They were down three at halftime. Looked like they had a bit more energy. And the Golden State Warriors, what did they do in the fourth quarter? That's when the games won. 33-12. to 12. They are the best team in the NBA. And we're going to have conversations like this the rest of the season. They can do it any way you want it, Townie. They're better than you. Deal with it. They end on a 28-9 to run. And what's shocking when you look at the box score, and we'll take your phone calls at 888-957-9570, they only had five turnovers on the night. Only five. Warriors had 16. At times, very careless with the basketball. Yeah, and Steve Kerr was getting a little agile. You know, he, he doesn't like turnovers. That's the one Achilles heel of this team. But it's never come back to bite them. And tonight I was like, oh, close game. We got a good game at home. Undefeated at home, the Warriors are. And Minnesota, they just couldn't throw it in the ocean at the end. But I will commend the Warriors on this this feat. Dude, 61-39 to 39 on the board. Yes. You can't give the Warriors a mini second chance point. It When they dominate the glass like that, just forget about it. <laughs> it's just... I know I said in the pregame, like, these guys can't play with them. I mean, if the Warriors are going to come out and they're going to – they're not going to be this, oh, man, we're, we're it's early in the season, we're a little sluggish. When they come out and they're just going to play, I don't know how many teams can actually run with them. And you've got to think about Minnesota tonight. Minnesota gave them everything they had. They gave them everything they had, and they still lost 116-99. to and we talk about the three-point percentage and the shots that teams take. But what I see, the theme of this young year, Townie, is the Warriors are making their shots inside the paint. They were 49% from the yeah. field. It's not just the three-pointers. When you hear Golden State Warriors, that's what you think. Splash Brothers, Kevin Durant. But they're efficient on these two-point shots. And the T-Wolves weren't, Townie. 37%. You go home with an ale. You know how many field goal attempts they had tonight? Give it to the me. The T-Wolves, 101. 
You know how many the Warriors had? How many? 88. So they wow. jacked up a lot, but the ball wasn't going in. And that's why. And when you missed, guess who got the rebound? The Golden State Warriors. The team in, not white. You know, I hate that. They were in blue tonight. I, I'm with you on that. Maybe what is going on? I'll, I'll, I'll let it. I'll yeah, I want, I, want my, I want my home team in white. Yeah. It, it's kind of weird, but, you know, it's what this league's about. They're trying to sell jerseys, so they want to wear a couple different jerseys at home. So that, that was a little odd, but – this is just the start of the season, Warrior fans. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. It's just a dream start. I mean, there's no limit to this team. There's no limits. Are you going to seventy three wins? I don't, I'm just saying. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the win total is going to be, but they're not going to lose a whole lot of games. I mean, because these they're, they're playing with such efficiency, and you think about Draymond Green. Draymond Green had 11 assists tonight, had nine rebounds. He's averaging 11.5 assists per game over the last six games. Draymond Green's coming to play. These guys are coming to play, and they want to take it to you. And when this team plays like that, they just maul you. Yeah. Even when you have a lull in the middle of the game or maybe in the third quarter where their T-Wolves outscore the Warriors 29-22, to when they're ready to put it into that other gear and they're ready to knock you out, they've got the ultimate knockout punch. They're like the greatest fighter of all time. When they want to knock you out, they can spar with you for X amount of rounds, but when it's I time like to it. knock you out, boom, they put you away. Yeah, and a lot of our conversation with Steiny has been nobody on this team can win MVP because Steph will cancel out Durant, vice versa. But, Townie, I'm looking at this box score. Kevin Durant had 33 points tonight, his first 30-10 and 10 game, and he was 11 of 19. Steph had 24 shots, had 28 points. My point is there's a pie and enough for all of us to get some. I'm, I'm just wondering where this thing is going. It's early embryo stages of the season, but could both of these guys average 28 or 30 points? I think it's there. I think it's there. I'm talking co-MVP. These guys are competing with themselves. It's a friendly competition. And right now, I don't care who they play. Uh, the Wizards, the T-Wolves, the Warriors have a brand of basketball with this group of talent that when they're on, Townie, people are going home with an L. Can I tell you why I agree with you on that with the MVP? We've had the last two guys be hero. Take that, Steiny. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we've had the last two guys be hero ball guys, and they won it. Ooh. And I think you gave those two guys, you said, okay. I like that. You're not going to give it to LeBron James, even though you could give it to him every year. You're not going to give it to a Golden State Warrior because they're on the super team. So look at the guys that try the hardest and try and get the most out. And look at their points. Look at it. So we're going to give it to Westbrook, and then we're going to give it to Harden. And I think now everybody has realized, you know what? Okay, we got fine. You got those guys their MVP. There's not going to I don't think there's going to be another hero ball guy who's going to win the MVP. I think you start looking at efficiency. Like I think it. you're going to look I mean, look at what the Cleveland Cavaliers are without LeBron James. <sighs> right? I mean, and the way these guys are playing, if they are just so far and above everybody else, 
how can you not look at their players and decide which one we'll see who ends up having the best year say I can vote for that guy for God's sakes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won MVPs on the Lakers with all the great players around yeah him. No so doubt. it makes no sense to me you know I've talked about it like in baseball Alex Rodriguez won a couple with the Yankees and they had talent all around so why is it in the NBA the most talented team can't have the M- MVP that's ridiculous who was the most valuable player was Westbrook really that great yes he had numbers but was he really the most valuable player Harden I you look at these guys you got your you got the the stats hero ball guys their trophies mm. now Who's the next guy you're going to do that with? You're not going to give it to Westbrook again. You're not going to give it to Harden again. You're going to look at the goal. They're, they're so dominant. Unless, knock on wood, something happens to them with any type of injury, you're going to look at the – if they continue to play like this, this is some of the best basketball that's ever been played. And how foolish would you be as an MVP voter to not vote for somebody who plays on a team that is the most efficient that we have maybe ever seen, at least one of them, I mean, they're becoming a historic team. They're becoming a legendary team. You think? I'm with you. I'm with you, and that's why I don't want to go Did here. Did Michael Jordan you know. win MVPs with all of that? Wow. I mean, I, I if just... you're on a historic team and you're doing stuff that no one else – so what does so what some guy's got these crazy numbers on a team that's not that great? Because it's all about him. These guys are playing as a team, and they're playing at such a high level – you would be ridiculous as an MVP voter to say, those guys are so good, I'm not going to vote for them. That's what the MVP is. Yeah, I, I believe the great Phil Collins said it's in the air tonight, and it's in the air this season that I believe the Warriors, if Durant, Clay, and Steph keep this up, we could honestly see a co-MVP. I know it's early, but you talk about sparring, and the Warriors, when they want to turn it on, they knock you out. Tony, I'm about to blow you away with this stat. Stat. They're plus 67 in the fourth quarter. That's money time. That's go time. That's crunch time. They got the players, the horses. Dude, this could get ugly. I want to see what this record's going to be. I wish we could fast-forward 15 games. Who's going to take them down? I know they got Milwaukee next Thursday night, TNT game here, Giannis. But it's got to be more than – the Warriors got three Giannis's. Do you get where I'm going? Yes. And now you got Alfonso McKinney. If you're Pat McCaw, i got to bring this up every post. What are you thinking? Yeah, McKinney wouldn't be here, McCaw, if you would have reported to your job. Sometimes – Professional athletes get very poor advice. Mm. And Patrick McCaw right now is not collecting a paycheck. McKinney's collecting a paycheck. McKinney's buying his mom a home. This guy is finding a home with the Golden State Warriors. Patrick McCaw, you know, it's, 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 it's really looking like a very poor business decision. And you just wonder what this kid's future is. You know, you make bad decisions, you can find yourself out of any league. No doubt. And in life and in sports, as you know, Townsend, it's about opportunity. And McKinney got this opportunity. And right now, through 10 games, this guy is he, hes magnificent. Then you got Jarepko. You got Looney. Now the benchers reminded me of the 14-15 team. When, when, you know, when they could go to Barbosa and Spates. It's not just all on the starters. I mean, the Golden State Warriors have gotten better, Steiny, uh, uh, Townie, and this is just awesome to watch. And something else, too, when you think of the MVP, and people love to, like, st- you know, look at the guy's stats, and I-, I mentioned hero ball all the time. An MVP is just not about stats. And when you look at these guys play, 
and you see how unselfish they are at times. Look, all of a sudden, Clay Thompson's been struggling. Clay Thompson needs to find a shot. Clay Thompson comes out. He starts out hot. Next thing you know, these other guys could say, hey, I want to get mine too. They don't. They say, feed this guy. We need, he's our teammate. We need to feed. Look at Draymond Green. Look how unselfish offensively Draymond Green is. He realizes the way these guys are playing, I need to distribute the basketball. Look at all the different passes. Look at all the just unselfishness. That's what championships, that's how you win championships. That's greatness. That's what MVPs do. If a guy is just me, 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 I, 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 and I got I to gotta have the most shots, I got to have the touches, Ego. I got to have the yeah. – that, that, that to me is not – an MVP just because it you can't just always go off stats you have to watch the games and watch how efficient these guys are and a level that they're playing at and it's beautiful and I know we talked about it with uh, John Dickinson in the pregame show about how Steve Kerr realized might have made a mistake last year might have made that mistake of putting it in everybody's head about how tough the journey's going to be. And now he know, and we talked to him. It, well, the at, season at, culminated in the championship, but yeah, I get you. But they didn't look like they were You're having fun. The You're they're back about to the having ride. fun. Yeah, no doubt. And when they're having fun and they're sharing the basketball and the love is back, they're unbeatable. And, you know, another thing that just blows me away is they're different, Steiny. Dude, you look like Steiny tonight. I do not County. look like I look nothing like they, They're different. He's old. You, you look at this. He's old. I'm not old. He I'm might younger be than from young, Pennsylvania. I'm younger than we both like of you. We like you, baby. I'm way younger than both of you. But you got the freakish Durant who can just get his shot at any time. You got the wizard with the ball, Steph Curry, who can do it off the dribble. I mean, you know, their physiques are different. You got Clay, both in both sides of uh, the court. He he's just dominant. Then you got Dre. I don't need to score, but he gives you that mental, uh, you know, junkyard dog, as I call it. This is a special team, and I believe it's going down. I'm being redundant, Townie, but it's going down as one of the best teams to ever do it. And if you want to put, you know, talk about the elephant in the room, it's KD's decision or Clay's. Why would you leave this? when the game of basketball becomes so much easier for you and your teammates. Kevin Durant tonight had 33 points. That's his fifth 30-point game of the season. It was quiet. I mean, had 11 rebounds. I it just every it was 13. I got the box score and it says 12. And I'm looking at Warriors PR and it says 11. Well, whatever. He had over 10. Yeah, so Warriors, P- Warriors PR on Twitter has 30 points, 11 rebounds. The final box score we have is 12. Now, if they've changed that. I trust I, the producer, so I'm going to go with Lucas. I don't know. Let me see if they change. I haven't seen that they've changed that. Check that, Lucas. But bottom line is whatever it is, I mean, everybody is getting theirs. Everybody has their opportunities. Clay Thompson with 22. Steph tonight with 28. Certain nights, certain guys are going to go off and be a little bit better. But – I got to tell you, I mean, for these guys, you always wonder if there's enough basketballs to go around. When you're this efficient, this good, and you move the basketball, everybody's getting their opportunities. And this new style of play that I didn't foresee happening in the NBA is just making that easier for everybody to get theirs. And, oh, by the way, Clay Thompson, 4-9 from three-point distance. I think that uh, sluggish start from behind the arc is a thing of the past. And then when they want to just be like a snake and crush you, Defensively, they can do it. Team defense, I, it's nothing better to watch. Holding them to me. 99 points. I mean, 
Hey, over and unders are way up in the NBA. Pete Rose told us yesterday. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The he hit said king. said at two thirty. The hit yeah, king. The hit king. Four thousand two hundred and fifty-six off the top of my head. The That's great nice. Pete Rose. That's good info. But um, yeah, you're holding somebody under hundred points in the NBA. The way people are playing right now, they shot. They shot forty-five threes, and you held them to under a hundred points. Amazing. We've got the play of the game. We got John Dickinson coming up from the locker room, and we're taking your phone calls at triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. It's Warriors wrap up from Oracle. Now back to Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game. Yeah, I mean, you know how I, I mentioned you're older than I am. And I was just listening to your commercial. Yeah, I'll I, still take you to the rack. Not, nicely done. Yeah, I'll still take you to the <laughs> rack. Warriors wrap up the Warriors with the win over the T-Wolves, 116-99. to 99, Undefeated at home, 5-0. and oh. And, of course, Warriors wrap up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. I'm very interested tonight in a night like this, especially in the fourth quarter, especially when they end on a 28-9 to run. I always wonder, what are they going to pick for play of the game? You're going to find out right now. It's time for the play of the game. He got it! Now, here's the play of the game. Iguodala hustles the rebound to the front court. Behind the back to Jarebko. Spins it in and he gets a foul! Jonas Jarevko, the trailer on the break, and he came right down the middle. Iguodala drifted just a little bit to the left and set that play up perfectly. Jarebko has been a hundred times better than your boy Swaggy P. Already, and we're just ten games in. And it started in Utah, his old stomping ground with the tip-in. Sports is amazing. I mean, the sport gods, they exist and they bless good people, and Jarebko's probably in the best basketball uh, place he's been in his whole career, playing with this, the, you know, these future Hall of Famers. Yeah, hey, listen, role players that play on championship teams mm-hmm. can be valuable to other – because you're not taking normally people's stars. Okay. For example, Steve Kerr. You're not getting Jordan Pippen. But you can take guys off that Bulls team that you can bring in that has BJ Armstrong championship at yeah. Judd Bushler, yeah. I mean, whoever you want. Wrong. You know, you bring a guy in who's won championships that can help veteran guys, he can help young guys, and you bring them in to help you. Uh, so you get on a team like this, and that's why, like Patrick McCall, it's still mind blowing. But you get on a t- team like this. Think about McKinney. Let's say McKinney hangs out here for a couple of years and wins, a, hits a couple big shots, wins a couple titles. You now went from a guy that was a vagabond at best to somebody who can be valuable. Yeah, and you're playing under the limelights, Donnie. This Warrior team is – it is basketball. It's the Yankees of the NBA right now. So what he does to me is just shined upon more because who you're doing it for, when you're doing it, and, you know, how many primetime games does this team have? One tonight. I mean, Kevin Durant comes out and hits his first six shots – Sets the tone, and then here come the T-Woods, and I'm like, oh, the Warriors don't got it. No shoot-around. Remember that? I was kidding with you. Please. 
This team is filthy. As Wilt Chamberlain said, I'm going to show up one time. I'm going to check that. I like that. You want me here for shoot-around or you want me here for the game? <laughs> There's only one answer. <laughs> I've often wondered if, if you know, because they have the morning skate and hockey and they have the shoot-around. Is it always just to make sure you're a little bit worried about what guys are doing at night so you make sure that uh, they know You get that, it out your system. You know, in the yeah. morning, you know, I can't, can't stay out too late because uh, – got to make shoot around the next day because what does shooting the basketball early in the morning do for when you're playing a game at what tip offs usually around 742 743 around then yeah but you know get the kinks out yeah just make sure when you're out at night you know that you got to get up early tomorrow for a little shoot around it's a uh it, it's very impressive and fourth quarters and this is what i always love i always love those stats where you see how a team is dominant you, know, you, you want to be a great team, you got to be a closer. Mm. You got to be able to step, step on you step on people's necks. The Warriors right now in 10 games, our point differential in the fourth quarter, they're plus 67. I said that to you about 20 minutes ago. That's just insane. It's stupid. But it tells you everything you need to know. I it mean, tells you everything you need to know. The cream rises to the crop. Uh, to the top, and, I mean, this team is filthy rich, man. It's just – it's embarrassing. The play of the game is brought to you by Putnam Auto. Visit Putnam Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Burlingame featuring the all-new XT4 crossover SUV or visit Putnam.com. Yeah, man, this is uh, this is getting to be a lot of fun. This is getting to be – I mean, this is the start of the season – and how it's going, and where we're uh, where we are right now, it's uh, some really good stuff. And you know, I'm one of those guys. You know, I got an imagination, Tony. I just sit back and and wonder what the future holds. And you know, this team, how many games can they win in a row? And I believe, as a spectator, there's nothing wrong with that. And when you're talking about this great team, I mean, who's to say they can't run off 14 in a row, 15 in a row? I mean, I really believe that. There's no bar that you could tell me is set too high for this team. And Knights, they may beat themselves, but if we look at the schedule and play the schedule game, Townie, how many damn games are the Golden State Warriors not going to be favored? Oh, they'll be favored every game. By the way, I want to redo that. It's PutnamGM.com. That's PutnamGM.com. There's no way... The Warriors are not going to be favored in a game. Well, at Boston. <laughs> you you, you might. <laughs> really? You, you, you think Vegas is going to have Boston favored? At Denver, maybe, where they lost. I just cannot. No. I, I cannot see them. It's going to be far and in between. Because if the Warriors are ever getting points, make sure you call me. I got people. Wow. We'll make some. Wow. Well, I, I'm in. Marco. Yeah. Your boy. Marco. I, we're calling Marco D'Angelo in Sin City and saying I, I'm hammering that. If you're gonna give me give me points, I don't care who it's against. I don't care. You, you can name any team. If if you're gonna give me the Golden State, if if they ever give the Sharps will pound that. If you give the Golden State Warriors points. No, no doubt. And we haven't. We glossed over this, but. Could you tell that the Sean Livingston had missed his fourth straight game? It's just more kudos to Myers and Lakeup. The bench has stepped up. It's not just, you know, the big three. It's not top-heavy. 
This team has a legitimate bench right now through 10 games, and their backup point guard has missed four games in a row, and they don't skip a beat. It's an embarrassment of riches. Draymond Green, after the game, talked, and he starts by talking about McKinney and what he's been for this team so far this season. Uh, he's been really good for us. Uh, the energy that he's brought to the floor, um, get, you know, getting extra possessions, um, not, the shot-making ability he's brought to the floor, you know, it's, it's been really great to have that energy out there and, you know, the confidence that he plays with. Um, you know, it's been exciting to see, exciting to be a part of, and it'll be great for us throughout the course of this year and on down the line. Draymond, tight game in the fourth quarter. You guys holding the 12 points. Um, what, what clicked for you guys and for you? Uh, we really just, you know, locked in on the defense side of basketball. I think throughout the course of the game, we were pretty solid defensively, but we had a lot of lapses. Um, you know, giving up backdoor, gave up a couple backdoor cuts. Um, you know, we gave up some open shots. Uh, you know, but we were okay. I think the that fourth quarter, we really took it to another level. And you know, the start of that quarter, you know, we got stops. We, you know, Clay made shots for us, and we continued that throughout the course of that entire quarter. Draymond, uh, Steve just praised you for, for your poise, for your decision-making, for taking care of the ball, for you know how much this team needs you, and you're lifting everybody up, and you're a joy to watch. Is this, I mean, do you do you feel like you're doing a little bit of everything right now to, to keep things going on, on both ends? And what does that mean to you to hear him say that? Uh, it means a lot. Um, you know, that's obviously something I pride myself on and trying to be a guy who, you know, bring a lot. Um, you know, a lot to this team uh, in, in different facets of the game. I think tonight I could have took a little better care of the ball. I had a, I think I made some great decisions. I just had a couple passes get away from me. Uh, but, you know, it's, that's important. You know, that's been something that, you know, we've been talking about, what is it now, five, going fifth year with Steve? Um, and that's something that he's been talking to mainly myself and Steph for <laughs> sure about, um, you know, since he got here. And, you know, that's in, area where I wanted to grow. I started the season off horrible in that area, like probably averaging six turnovers a game through the first three or four games. So, you know, it's really something I've tried to focus in on, and I've been doing a better job at it. Hey, Draymond, throughout your career, what's been the key to be able to cover so many different spots on the floor defensively? Um, I mean, hey, I think, you know, one of my strengths is my basketball IQ, so I can kind of see some things happening before they happen, which you know, helps me, you know, get a step ahead. But also, as you know, I watch a lot of film. I watch a lot of basketball, knowing what teams want to do, knowing their patterns, um, knowing what certain guys want to do, and you know their pet moves and st things like that. Uh, it's important, you know, just being a student of the game uh, helps me out a lot. You know, with being in the right place on the defense side of the ball. Following up on that, there was one sequence where I think you you chased Tyus Jones to the basket. Then he gave it up, and then you got out on the three, got a piece of that. Are you able to feel what that does to your teammates and to this crowd? Uh, I think it definitely ignites uh, this crowd for sure, and um, you know it ignites my teammates as well. You know, just give them something to feed off of, uh, extra boost of energy to feed off of, and you know that's that's my job. That's what I bring to this team, um, and you know it kind of gives us that you know that extra boost. You know, starts runs for us. Uh, one thing I think we do with the best of them is turn defense to offense. And you know, I think that's what it allows us to do at times. 
Adramon, throughout this season with just the freedom of movement, how have you personally and the team tried to adjust defensively just knowing how the game is being called? Oh, I think if you watch you know, our first few games, uh, it was ridiculous. Uh, we were horrible at it, and we were just fouling everybody. And I think that's something that we've really adjusted to probably over these last five or six games. Um, you know, and really just getting our hands out, um, you know, and, not, and trying our hardest not to use our hands and not to reach. Uh, for me personally, it's been a little bit of a challenge because I like to play physical on the defensive side of the ball. But nonetheless, um, you know, you can fight it if you want to end up on a bench in foul trouble. It's just one of them things where you just got to adjust. The game is always changing. Uh, you know, you can go back five years, five years ago, and it was even different then than it was 10 years ago. So the game is always changing. You got to be able to adjust and, and move forward. Draymond Green, absolutely money after the game. Warriors with the win, 116-99. to John Dickinson's here, and we're going to see what they were saying in the locker room after the game. We'll get into it right here on Warriors Live. Draymond set the tone. I'm not sure I've seen Draymond play better since I've been here than what he's doing right now. Defense has always been fantastic, but he's taking such good care of the ball. You know, he had had a couple turnovers tonight, but over over the course of the, the last you know few weeks, the decision-making, the poise, the ability to play through adversity, he knows how much we need him. He's lifting everybody else up. It's been, uh, it's been really fun to watch him play. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Unbelievable victory for the Warriors, 116-99. to The great Raymond Ritter just brought us some team notes. The Golden State Warriors, check this out. Chris Townsend, we have Daryl the Guru Johnson, and now John Dickinson joins us. And John is brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Nation's Giant Hamburgers, best since 1952. That's not a bad run, huh? But how about this? The Golden State Warriors record at home since the 2014-15 season. They're 148 and 21. That's they, a misprint, right? They've only lost 21 games since the 2014-15 season, JD. Amazing. Amazing. It's just it's flat out amazing and you know, you see things on a given night that are just Astounding in terms of individual performances, team performances, runs. I mean, tonight, you know, they're going to the fourth quarter and they're down in the game. And you're thinking, well, is tonight going to be one of those nights that maybe they just don't have it? Minnesota comes in here, gets a win after they got off to a hot start. No. Draymond Green basically took the game over defensively. And that unit that started the quarter just suffocated the Timberwolves to a point where the Warriors could get the offense moving. Clay Thompson got hot, and before you know it, the Warriors are running away with this thing, seemingly in a blink. You look up five minutes to go, and the game had completely flipped on a night where it appeared like it was at least going to have to come down to the final 90 seconds. Draymond has the strongest pair of hands. I don't even know if he gets enough credit for it, but I mean, I mean, when he swipes at the ball, Townie, it's 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 beautiful to watch because on so many times 
he's jarring it loose like a running back with the football from that initial just – Carl Anthony Towns looked like he was fearful of it, the swipe. He's strong. He's smart. You know, his basketball IQ, Draymond discussed that a little bit downstairs, just the fact that, that his basketball IQ, he can see things develop before they develop. And he's, he attributed that to how he's able to kind of be a step ahead and know where he has to be at all times, regardless of what position he's guarding on the floor. Because he's so unique in that he's guarding centers, he's guarding fours, he's guarding threes, He's guarding point guards. I mean, he switches out on everybody. I mean, he is literally just a blanket defender for whoever. He is the guy that makes what they do work defensively, and he's got such a such a high basketball IQ that he just knows where he needs to be in the context of, of a team to be able to make a play. And he he's look he's going for it. He's going for that defensive player of the year. Stephen Curry referenced it. You know, Steve Kerr. That's what I was going to throw to you guys. Steve Kerr said downstairs he thinks Draymond's playing as well right now as he has at any point during Steve Kerr's time here going back to 2014. Well, at some point, as an athlete, the more you play, and if you're healthy, the better your mind gets, the better player you become. If you stay healthy and as you get older and you're in your prime. And I think it applies to everybody. You know, Coach Kerr has alluded to that with respect to Stephen Curry and his offensive game, and the fact that he's got the shooting, but he still has the athleticism, and now he sees the game differently. He sees it at a speed where he just can manipulate everything. And he's at his physical and mental prime in terms of experience in the game, still has his skills, still is at the right age to where he hasn't declined yet. I think it's the same kind of a thing maybe right now with a guy like Draymond Green where he's at that peak for all of the things that he does. It's not shooting the three ball like the other guys, but he's so good at everything else. He's top five in the NBA in assists. He's top. He's well, a, look who he's he's a power it. forward. Look who he's passing it to. You know, three of the arguably the best shooters ever. But he's a power forward that's top five in the NBA in assists. Think about that. And there's times where he, you know, when he's bringing the ball up the court in transition. I love that, Draymond. I didn't get it. I didn't get it a few years ago. I didn't see, I didn't, see what people were saying necessarily initially but I see it every night now when he's when he's racing the ball up the court it, it reminds me of Magic Johnson and the great it really does wow. just, just yeah. the size just the, the sheer size of a guy just bringing it up and, the and knowing where he's going to go Barnett, with it. uh JD said when he's doing that the Warriors are at high octane like they he just takes them to another gear when Draymond's leading that break and he's into the game and it's not even the break it's just you know it's just even if it's off a of make and he's the first guy that the ball goes to and some and so he's just bringing it up it's it's the pace that which he brings it up and just knows what he wants to do and it's a different skill set they're not the same players no, I I hear the, the Michigan State reference they both went to Michigan State obviously but it's just seeing a big guy like that kind of command the team in the way that he does it it I see it now where maybe a couple of years ago I was like yeah I don't know I think it's just a you know a Michigan State thing you know, a couple of big guys from Michigan State I mean Magic was a legit point guard now Draymond's more of a point forward if you will in that realm but when he's pushing it 
It's just it's I, I see a little bit of Magic Johnson. And I remember the home opener, JD, you talking about Kerr referencing that Dre wasn't all the way, you know, didn't have his legs up under him. Draymond spoke about that. And now look, ten game look where we are now. You know, it just amazes me that the coach and his teammates town here are pushing early on how what zone he is defensively. They're trying to get him this award. It's early. He called his shot. He wants the award. But when you look at the, you know, stat sheet, you could say Steph Curry's on fire. I see the 30, the 50s. I just hope the NBA and the voters, it's early, Townie. I hope they're taking note that Draymond is in a zone defensively. And, Townie, I'll say this. I mean, you know, Draymond has there, – there's a couple of different ways that he can become eligible for the Supermax. Supermax. <laughs> contract extension and one of the ways is he's got to be all nba first team or which you know that that's going to be tough to do for him to be all nba first team i mean that goes to scorers and offensive players he has to be uh defensive player of the year or win mvp so there's three ways because he would have won defensive player of the year two out of three years so that bumps you up into a different category in terms of supermax so he's not going to win the mvp and he's not going to be a first-team all-league because that goes to offensive players, but he could be defensive player of the year two out of three years. So we got motivation. He wants it. Okay, I'm going to say this about the MVP thing. It's too early. No, no, this bugs me. Uh-oh. Because you're basically telling me that the people who vote on the MVP, this is the only sport that is not going to vote for MVPs on the best team. You name me a sport <laughs> where guys on the best teams don't get the MVP. That's crazy to me. You see, yeah, we what, what, what do you want me to You, you want to go to hockey? You want to go to baseball? You want to go to uh, football? The guys on the best teams get the MVP. Yeah, but there's. There, I'm just saying this, Townie. Rarely do you see a team like this with one iconic figure and another iconic figure. So when you do have do you those mean? great We've teams. We've seen iconic figures in basketball. There's always a there's guy always in been front. Super now, I hear you, but not just where he was. Give the, me a KD Durant and and The uh, Boston play. Red Sox, had a, who won the World Series, they're going to have the MVP. They had the best team. They won 108 games. They blew everybody out. I, the I mean, the Lakers teams in the 80s had Magic. They Kareem. had Kareem. They had Worthy. I mean, they had four Hall of Famers. The Celtics had McHale and Parrish and Bird were Hall of Famers. Dennis Johnson, they had four Hall of Famers on their team. These guys, the team, the teams with the best players and the best teams should win the MVP. I don't understand. Like, how lame is the NBA and the people who vote for the MVP if they're saying, you know what, I'd rather pick a guy who's on a lesser team who doesn't win as much, but boy, he his stats. Well, James Harden last year, they had the number one seed. I'll give you that. Okay. I'll give you that. I, I'm just Russell going to Westbrook, that. it was based off a of historical. Average the, a triple-double. Yeah, but, okay, they got theirs. Now can we start looking at the guys on the very best And teams? they very well may. I mean, the whole concept was if Steph were to go for 28, he couldn't go for 40 and be all he could be because he'd have to share with Jay. You know, he'd have to share. My thing now with this new pace of play, Townie, it's enough points and money for everybody. I'm, I'm – I'm just visualizing two of these guys averaging 28 to 30 points. I mean, if we look at it now, KD and Steph, are we there yet already? I know it's a short sample size. It's not impossible. Then what are we talking about? Co-MVPs? I mean, it's feasible. 
the, what this team is doing and how they're doing it, to people around the league are taking notice. I think Curry's going to force himself into the conversation this season. Beca- he's and in be- it now. And because other guys – well, I, I don't yeah. think he's okay. in it now only because I don't think you have it on November 2nd. I mean, that's the only thing. Like, I'm not one of these guys that's you – know, I mean, we have people saying four games into the season, put him in the conversation. Well, you don't yeah, really I mean, have – ten games. You don't really have a conversation yeah. to me until about Christmas. <laughs> you know, I mean, or New Year's. Yeah. Then you start having a conversation as you get closer to the midpoint of the year. Uh, but I think he's absolutely going to put himself in the conversation because a lot of the other guys that have been in the conversation are now, you know, guys like Harden Westbrook in particular. Their their teams have already kind of peaked and are on the way down, and they've already won. So I think those guys are going to be out of it. So so he's going to find himself in conversation with guys like Giannis. You know, he's on the Bucks team that's got – one loss. Kawhi, if Toronto is one of the best teams in the league. LeBron James is perpetually going to be there. You know, although you know, nothing the Lakers are doing right now is going to get LeBron James really strong well, consideration for MVP. For coach. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of different things going on. Uh, but I think Curry right now is he's going to force his way into the into the conversation, into the discussion, just based on the fact that it's it's a different group of players. And I think this this different group of players is going to allow him to stick in the conversation as long as he keeps playing at a high level. You look at the best teams in the NFL, where's the MVP coming from? Top teams. It's not coming from an 8-8 eight and eight team. Nope. I mean, look at baseball. I mean, who's it going to be? I mean, yeah, who's it going to be? You got the Rams and the Chiefs. So well, who's what, what's the conversation? Is it going to be Todd Gurley? Gurley? Mahomes? Mahomes? Yeah. You're not. I, I'm not looking. I'm not looking for the MVP of the NFL on a six and ten or seven and nine team. Now I will give you this. Houston did have the best record. I'll give you that. Yeah. But I still think we all, and maybe because where we live, and we were all like, okay, that's great. You have the best record. The Warriors are still going to win it. But I, I just, I, I just think about when people say they can't win the MVP. It's like, okay, well, the MVP is going to be on the Boston Red Sox this year. The MVP is going to come from the best NFL team. Like, why would the guys on the best team not not be in the MVP no, conversation? Right. That's just that's lame. And you know, so much of the conversation before the season started was, you know, was this team going to be lethargic out the gate? How long was it going to take them to, you know, start clicking on all cylinders? I give Steph Curry and the rest of the gang all the credit in the world. And you know what the neat part is, fellas? I would love to get inside Steph Curry's head, and I know he's a professional athlete, unanimous MVP. But, J.D., there's something, there's motivation from somewhere else that's different to me that has him already in April form, you know, efficient. And I believe KD and Clay and the rest of Draymond is just trickling down, and that's why they're clicking on all cylinders early. You know why I think it is? I, I think it's the pressure's off a little bit. The pressure's off a little bit. In what bit way? For because they've won multiple rings. Mm. Durant came here and won two. He's two for two. Curry's got three rings. I mean, think about that. Stephen Curry's got as many rings as LeBron James. The the, the pressure is off. And that doesn't mean they're not going to win more or they don't want to win more. It just means that the weight of winning and having to prove that everything you're doing is worth it, that goes away, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit. They don't have that weight. Because yeah, they, they would have got roasted if they lost last year. If they go down in Houston and they and they lose, we, the way they wow. played that whole season out, they would have got roasted. Totally. You're right. And it would have been, wait, you got all these great players and all this talent, you win two out of four? 
out of here. Like that would that would have changed. That would have changed the the discussion about where they are in the pantheon of all time great. Yeah, you're of right. All time great because they would have won two and four. It wouldn't even have been back to back. Yeah, the detractors now just sound like idiots. You win three out of four, and yeah. the year you don't win it, you lose in seven at home to and LeBron. You were up three to one. By when, the way. when it was when you were seventy three and nine, and yeah, oh by the way, they you know Draymond Green gets suspended for game five, and that flips the series. I mean, this four year run is up against, and now on to the fifth year is up against anything that's ever happened in the history of the game. But so, so to me, that's the, the pressure is off a little bit. I mean, think about you know the Spurs never won three and four. The Bulls, yes, the Bulls three-peated, and the Lakers three-peated. Yeah, that's but, three and four, though. And, and you, yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah. it's three, yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. That's right. But they did two three-peats, right? So they were on a different level, but every other championship team in our lifetimes hasn't done what the Warriors have done these last four years. None of them have. I mean, the Celtics have won the 80s, and the Lakers won five in the decade, which something the Warriors could still do. Warriors can still win five in the decade, you know, yep. if they yeah, win the next right. two years. So it's to me the pressure's off. To come back to the original point, not they're not going to get roasted like they would have got roasted if they hadn't won no one of the last couple of years. And if anybody's in the car and they're listening, like these guys are talking about MVP, just back to that, the great Bonte Hill text is Mike Trout won an MVP on the Angels. His team wasn't going to the playoffs. Well, there's so always just, there, Andre Dawson the won the MVP yeah. <laughs> the on, on the last place uh, team. Right. But for the majority of the MVPs, and tell Bonte Hill this, they played on teams that were winning, and they played on good teams. You know, Matt, Mike Trout is it. Mike Trout would be like Jordan on a bad team. There's not many guys like that, right? There's not many guys like Mike Trout. And are, the NBA is a little bit different because I mean, Jordan on a bad team would still win 45. You know what I mean? Like Jordan on a bad team being Jordan, they might not win a championship, but they're still going to win 45. Yeah. They're still going to be about probably a, an eight seed. If we went down the list of MVPs in the history of professional sports, I bet you the majority of them played on a team that was winning. Oh, there's no doubt. We, we know that. You're right. And like Trout was an exception to the rule, Andre Dawson. Those are exceptions. What I just want to tell the NBA, and I'm going to shock you guys, I'm no coach. If teams are going to come in here and hoist up 45 three-pointers and think, I don't care if yeah. they're on their home court, you're playing. This This is a PSA to NBA coaches. Quit shooting a damn three-ball if you don't have shooters. But it seems like in the NBA, Tony, it don't matter. That's just the style of play, and the, it's just making the Warriors' job that much easier. It's maddening to me watching teams come in here that can't shoot. We saw the Pelicans in the playoffs last year, the Spurs, but they keep trying it as if there's some fulfillment just to shoot it, not the results. Just I'm shooting a three to play like them. I'm blown away. Nobody's tried to play a different style and beat this team thus far. It's, it's I, I, I'm just shocked. And here's the thing: that I was actually all over that too in the in the early going of the game. The fact that the Timberwolves seemed very comfortable just <laughs> just launching wow. with the Warriors and their defense picked up as the game went on. And and the big thing: I mean, the Warriors couldn't really make a run because. The Timberwolves had one turnover into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, that was amazing. I mean, you never yeah. see that. They had one turnover and, and 20, I think they had 24, wow. 20 
plus assists and one turnover. So the Warriors couldn't really get out and get on one of their patented runs to gain separation throughout the course of the game, even though the Timberwolves weren't exactly shooting it well, and the Minnesota winds up 37.6% on the night. But I just keep going back to it's. I think a lot of these other teams, you know, you see the analytics in baseball, and there's mm-hmm. just certain things you do just because the because of the math, because of what the spreadsheet tells you to do. That it's just you do it, and, and all of these teams in the NBA now shoot the three, shoot the three, got to shoot the three, got to get a shot up in a certain amount of time, and that's cool. You can do that. That may help you win other games, right? That may help you win on nights when you don't play the Warriors. But if you're coming in and you're going to try and be the efficiency kings because you're shooting more three-pointers, it's death. It's death in this building because the missed shots just lead to getting absolutely slaughtered going the other way by this team at some point in the game. Even if it's a an even game for two and a half, three quarters, at some point they're going to lock down enough and you're going to miss enough to where they're going to have a big run tonight. It just happened to be the fourth quarter. Other nights the first. A lot of time last year was the third. 28 to 9 run to end the game. Final in this one 116 to 99. Uh do you have your NBA show tomorrow? Yeah, Warriors this week. Now is the name of the show and Mark Medina is going to be in for Matt Steinmetz of the Bay Area News Group. Love Mark. Covers the Warriors and we're going to get into everything that's going on in the NBA and with this team a lot of a lot of talk about what's going on with the Lakers. There's going to be a lot of talk about, you know, what's going on with the standing still kind of being upside down in the Western Conference and a lot of things we're throwing around at the end of the show tonight. So that's tomorrow 9 a.m. until 1 with Matt Steinmetz back east. Mark Medina steps in. I just want to say, and we're in Golden State, I was impressed with Jimmy Butler. He's a hell of a player. And if he is if he gets dealt and goes to the Rockets, that that's a big deal. Jimmy Butler can play this game of basketball. What would you think him waving the towel? Did you see that? Him waving the, the rally towel? What he was mean? waving the towel. Like when when everybody was waving their towels tonight, Jimmy Butler was on the bench. Like all the whole crowd it was like coming back what? from a timeout. Right. Oh, the video. I show you the video. of This. Uh, Tony, how Zuru. did we miss it? I didn't see it. No. That. I, well, you. Well, well, I, we got old I, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call it. But <laughs> Blue so, chew. so they were coming. You know, they were coming back from a break, right? And everybody says, you know, they're like, "Ah, hey, wave your towels, everybody." I'll bring it up right here. So it's yeah. I'm showing you guys right now. So he's trying to get so every, out of town. Oh, so all wow. The, he's on the bench oh, with the rally. So he was on the bench. You gotta <laughs> go, man. Oh, that's, you gotta yeah. go, Townie. Yeah. He's on the bench waving. It's a bad look. I'm getting upset. I thought he was having fun, but given his situation. He's like that little kid in class that knows he's not going to get in trouble. My parents don't care, and I'm going to just cause I mean, he was smiling while he was doing it. But again, given his situation, it's not a good look. All right, that's going to do it for Warriors wrap-up as the Golden State Warriors get the win tonight over the Minnesota Timberwolves, 116-99. to Enjoy your two days off, Guru. I will. And you and I will be back on Monday night getting you ready for a little Warriors basketball. Fox Sports Radio take you the rest of the way. We'll see you all on Monday right here from Oracle on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.